The Meddlesome Meeples present Tome Talk with Matt and Richard. So welcome to this episode of Tome Talk. Last time I spoke about the Caiaphas Kane books, this time Richard's got a book for us to share. Richard, <laughs> tell us about it. Okay, well this is Lathe of Heaven by Ursula Le Guin. It is a classic sci-fi novel. Ursula Le Guin did tend to do a lot of fantasy ones as well. One of hers was The Tales of Earthsea, which I've seen as the Studio Ghibli version of that that film. But this one is classic sci-fi and it's actually in the style. It's kind of very reminiscent of books by Philip K. Dick. By that I mean she creates a very kind of detailed futuristic world but then tears it down. (laughs) And that is very much something that Philip K. Dick did a lot because a lot of his novels were all about kind of insanity or the reality changing and you're not really knowing what's happening. So this book, a very similar topic, and it's actually about someone in the future called George Orr. He gets forced to go to a psychiatrist because he has been taking drugs to keep himself awake. And the reason he's been doing this is because he is afraid to go to sleep. The reason for that is that when he dreams, he changes the world. And it can be in some quite major ways. Now, I don't want there to be any spoilers, so I'll just tell you about the first time... Well, the incident that he speaks about being the first time that he noticed the world changed when he dreamed. And this was when there was a woman living with him at his house, or like... A woman, I think she was a member of the family, older than him anyway. She kept being quite forward with him, like making kind of advances on him, and it made him very uncomfortable. Basically, he wished her away, and when he went to sleep that night, he had a dream that this woman had died in a car accident, and it was very vivid. And he remembered his mum getting the telegram and crying, and him feeling sorry for his mum. But then when he woke up, he found that she had died in a car accident and not only was she gone but it had happened six weeks ago so when he had gone to sleep that night she'd been alive but when he woke up in the morning she had been dead for six weeks and he had the memories of that as well so obviously this was very scary for him he went to the psychiatrist to try and get it sorted out so that he could have normal sleep normal dreams that don't change the world and really it kind of carries on in much kind of the world changed in much bigger ways Um, as it goes on Um, and one interesting aspect of it is that the psychiatrist is actually hypnotizing him kind of suggesting different dreams that he might have just to kind of test these things it's meant to be his treatment then each time Mr. Raw goes to the psychiatrist the psychiatrist um, has become a little bit more important has a slightly nicer office Um, I think he ends up like being in charge of the World Health Organization or something like that so yeah, you can see that something a bit underhanded is going on. Which actually yeah. makes me respect the psychiatrist even more. Right? <laughs> yeah, actually he is a very good character actually. So yeah, as far as characters go in um, in classic sci-fi, a lot of them are quite decisive mm. people, aren't yeah. they? And yeah, this this is no exception really. So yeah, there's a lot in here because of the different concepts that turn up um, during the, the different ways that the world can be, depending on which way you dream it which changes that you that he enacts um, during these times when he has these dreams that affect reality. Yeah, it's just a bit of a more interesting take on a, a classic sci-fi, because rather than being about concepts about technology that could be invented 
or different types of like ethical dilemmas. I thought it is kind of ethical, but there's just a lot of psychological themes in there. So that's why I thought this was quite an, an interesting book for for that reason. And you also find out a few things, didn't you? When you yeah, were... actually, one of the things that kind of amused me a little bit. Uh, more than it should have done, was the fact that the title of the book, The Lathe of Heaven, it actually was inspired from something in a in a book by Chuang Tzu, mm -hmm. but then it turned out to be a mistranslation, because there were no lathes in heaven at the mm. time of Chuang Tzu, so yeah. it, it was should have been titled something else, really. There's been a few adaptations of this book. Uh, there was one back in 1980, that was with uh, PBS, called The Lathe of Heaven, in that one, Le Guin herself was actually involved in mm. in this, so she was quite happy with the way it went. And but then there was a later version in two thousand and two, which she wasn't involved in, which, uh, from all accounts, disregards a lot of the plot and some of the characters as well. So mm. it wasn't as as faithful to the original book. Yeah, and then you you find there was a, a theatre version as well, That's didn't you? Yeah. Right. It, uh, there was a there was a stage adaptation of this and that ran through the month of June in 2012 and that was in New York City one of the mm. uh, New York theatres ran that yeah. so it's been adapted a few times yeah and as soon as you told me about that theatre thing I thought that would work really well with this yeah it's the kind of thing that I think would could almost have most of the of the play just him and the the therapist couldn't you yeah and then um, just describing how the worlds change each time and freaking yeah. out about it yeah Maybe, but, we, maybe we would have to do an adaptation one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, meddlesome play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this um, it's definitely one that we we said we both would would enjoy. Yeah, well, and, I did enjoy it. I was yeah. kind of I was reading it when you came up with the idea of us doing Tone Talk, which was quite a, a few months ago, and we were planning on on being meddlesome meeples. And as soon as you talked about us talking about a book each mm. week each time I mean I thought I do want to talk about this one because I was enjoying it at the time and one part of of this kind of a well kind of a genre is that there's so many different concepts mm. in it because like with uh, Philip K Dick books with them changing reality so often you get so many different concepts in the same book normally this would have to be divided up yeah. into a few different short stories but it can be the same narrative with the same characters getting kind of even them, themselves changed with each different iteration of how the how the world is and I thought she did it very well and there was some quite interesting like social commentaries that come through the mm. book as well wasn't there with without going into spoilers mm. there was some very interesting things that happen as a result of his dreams with regards to race for example yeah 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 that's it yeah I can't really say what, exactly what it was without there being no. spoilers that's the trouble because it's a bit late on in the book but yeah it's yeah that is quite an interesting little exploration that there mm. is in in that chapter of the book so yeah i would um recommend it for classic sci-fi it might be one that you uh, haven't actually read and i do hope to in my sections of uh, tone talk uh, talk about some more sci-fi including classic sci-fi which i'm mm wanting to get to read a bit more of because there are so many uh, different concepts mm. available and you can see kind of where they came from as well yeah. because a lot of the time in modern sci-fi although obviously the technology will be a little bit different because obviously we've got more now than could have been envisioned back like in the 50s and 60s and mm. 70s but a lot of the, the core concepts have been around for mm. decades haven't yeah. they really so it's good to see where they came from I do think that the more you read classic sci-fi 
the more you appreciate the modern science fiction genre because mm. you can see where a lot of the inspiration for for films and books and the ideas of those came from yeah. you know you think about Asimov Asimov has had such a huge influence over mm. sci-fi yeah one of the things though about Tome Talk as well we were, we were saying earlier was we both tend to read even when we like the same, same genres because we're both big fans of science fiction but we tend to read very different books within that genre yeah. I think one of the few areas where we have real genuine crossover is that we're both huge fans of Terry Pratchett's Discworld books. Yeah. Um, beyond that, we tend to read very much uh, different things a lot of the time. Though yeah. we would probably like what each other reads, but we just yeah. it's such a huge genre that it's it's good to have different perspectives. But that does help for Tome Talk. That does. That does. We can talk about a wider variety of books. So. Yeah. So that is this week's Tome Talk. So thank you for joining us for that and Matt will have a book next time to talk about so until then stay meddlesome farewell Questa. to find out about other productions by the meddlesome meeples then check out our channel or rendezvous with us at meddlesomemeeples.com until next time Questa, farewell and keep thine axe sharp